0: I hope you've uh, had that song stuck in your head this week. Um, I certainly have, and t- t- you know the point where you just you, you go to bed singing a song, and you wake up in the morning singing a song, and it almost feels like you haven't slept because you think, "I think I just sang all night." Um, that's that song for me this week. Um, but uh, look, this morning, welcome. It's great to see you in church. It's great to be together in church. Um, someone else said to me this morning, "Oh, good to meet you. What's your name?" Uh, uh, They were away last week, so they hadn't seen me for ages, but uh, it's so good to come together and to to be a part of God's church, to to come together and celebrate what He has done. We're going to continue this morning, uh, our new series we began last week called Why Church? Why Church? Let's pray right now. Thank you, Jesus. God, we just thank you so much that death could not hold you. Lord, the veil that separated us between your presence, that your people and your presence, Lord, that veil was torn into, symbolising that all people can now come into your presence. That Lord, we can know your presence in our lives day by day. God, we just thank you that we have been called to be a part of your church, that we could be saved and forgiven by your grace, that we could be joined together and and come together as your church lord god we just thank you jesus for the amazing privilege it is to become a part of your body lord to be used as your hands and feet on this earth and lord i just pray today that you would help us see lord how you want us to live as your church as people who church as people who assemble as people who live for your glory god Lord Jesus, I just pray that you would, Lord, just saturate us in your thoughts, Lord. Lord, just by your Spirit, I pray that you would, Lord, sweep out our hearts of any wrong thinking, Lord God. That you would just let our hearts be mouldable and, and, and tender before you, God. That we would hear with, with intricacy, Lord, the things that you're speaking to us this morning, Lord, I pray. In Jesus' name, Lord, we just thank you that you know our hearts, you know our, our struggles, our needs. Uh, Lord, I just commit every physical need, Lord, all the, the needs that we have in our minds, Lord, this morning. Lord, we just commit those things to you in prayer right now, Lord. Lord, I just pray that even as I speak, that you might just uh, speak to someone's Spirit, Lord, about an answer to that problem. Lord, you might bring healing for that person's body in Jesus' name. We just thank you that you are always moving, that you are always active. And Lord, I just pray that you'd help us to be sensitive to what it is that you're saying and doing in us and through us, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, Last week, we began a new series called Why Church? And I gave you my summary of, of church. The church is the body of Christ made up of sinful people who now know that Jesus' sacrifice made us righteous who now live to honour God, serving one another and seeking to be more like Jesus and share his love with the world by the power of the Holy Spirit. We talked about what the biblical church looks like. Uh, Jesus said in Matthew 16 that I will build my church. We looked at Acts chapter 2 and Ephesians 4 very briefly about the body, the bride, the family, the temple, the army. We talked about from Acts 2 that they committed themselves to the word to one another, to worship and to prayer. I almost almost felt like spelling one with a W. It just would have worked Ws better. The Word, to one another, to worship and to prayer. That was the New Testament church. That is Jesus' church. That that is what it looks like. This morning, if you've got your Bibles there, I encourage you to open it up to Romans chapter 12. We're going to be reading... um, Actually, it's a whole chapter of Romans chapter 12. So I encourage you to draw little pictures, circle things, highlight things, write down a little comment in the margin. Let your Bible be your Bible that you know intricately. Um, Romans chapter 12. Sorry, Sam, could you grab that on there? I just remembered I forgot to ask you to do that. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Romans chapter 12, we'll just give you another second to find that, because I forgot to find that for you. Romans chapter 12, verse 1, we'll go there, New Living, that's cool. And so, therefore, that's the HCSB, we'll go to NLT, thanks Sam. There we go. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behaviour and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourself, measuring yourself by the faith God has given us. Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. In His grace, God has given us different gifts. Some translations might say "Get different graces for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy... Speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. If you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Don't just pretend to love others, really love them. Hate what is wrong, hold tightly to what is good, love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honouring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope, be patient in trouble and keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to, to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you, don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. Be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people and don't think you know it all. Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see that you are honourable. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Dear friends, never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. For the scriptures say, I will take revenge. I will pay them back, says the Lord. Instead, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals of shame on their heads. Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. What an awesome passage a picture of church, of people being church and doing church. Last week we talked about church as a verb, it's not just a noun. We, we choose to church, to assemble together. The church is Jesus' body. Thanks guys. The church is Jesus' body here on earth. Paul starts off by saying that This is how to worship. This is how, if you want to worship Jesus, this is how to do it. He says, let your lives honour Jesus. Treat each other fairly, be, be kind, be considerate, be patient, be humble. This is how to worship. Worship is not just a song, and yet singing can become worship if our heart is in what we sing. He then points out that we are all parts of one body, His body, the church that we all belong to each other. If we are joined to his body, we, not, we are not our own anymore. We belong for one another. Just imagine for a moment if the the heart decided, all this blood's mine, I'm not giving it to you, because I pump it, you can't have it. The rest of the body shuts down. If, you, if you're, uh, I don't know, anything in your body, if it decides it's it's, it's its own part, it can do what it wants. It all exists for one another. If your finger hurts and doesn't tell you brain what to do and doesn't look after it. Actually, I have a friend who doesn't have any feeling in their hands and feet, and she has to be so careful that um, her brother actually died of the same condition uh, because she didn't realise that her finger, his, his finger was infected, and he, it got so bad that he, he died because of that disease. We exist for one another. We need to communicate with one another. God has called us to know him and to come with faith in Jesus. If you're wondering, last week, some people are really visual and they just look at visual things and they go, oh, wow, I get that whole birds flying thing. And other people were like, I still just don't get it. So I'm going to try and explain it just a little bit again this morning. But we're all called to come to know Jesus, to come... Oh, is my clicker still working? Sorry. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, did I click too many times already? Whoops. There we go. We're all called to come to know Jesus. We're all sinners when we come to Jesus. We're all... Uh, the Bible says that our, our good works are like dirty rags. As we come to the cross, we are all sinners. But by Jesus' death on the cross, we are washed clean by His blood. We, we, when, we, when we realize that Jesus' sacrifice on the cross was the punishment for our sin, we're washed clean... We're made holy and righteous in His sight. And then we're set free, let loose as His people on this earth to fly out to to be the messengers of the good news about Jesus. That's what these birds are doing. They're going out, they've found Jesus, they've been washed clean and they're going out to tell each other, to tell others about who He is. That more people might come in, that they might go out and tell other people about the good news about Jesus. As a church we believe in the ministry of all believers we believe that every one of you has a ministry to to do on this earth god has called you god has appointed you to go and be that person on this earth that you through your life through your gifts through your talents through your obedience to him that you might be a minister of the gospel Ministry is not just for a few. We are all called to be a part of Jesus', Jesus ministry on this earth. We are a part of his body and we're called to be a part of what he's doing. Last time I talked about that God has one plan for the, church, for the world and that is the church. There is no plan B to see the world come to know Jesus, to see the world saved. It is the church, his body, being his hands and feet on this earth. I wonder, can you say this? Can you say, I am God's plan for this world? Can you, can you say that? I am God's plan. If if your neighbour is going to get saved, it's going to be, be through a member of his church. If, if the world is going to find out who Jesus is, it's going to be through his church, and his church is you and I. The church is not some thing out there, it's you. You are his church. Jesus' plan is that we would be his ministry in all places, to all people, at all times. That everywhere we go, we would be Jesus' hands and feet. I wanted to read that book, Oh, the Places You'll Go. I didn't have time to find it. I thought I wouldn't have time to read it anyway. But 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 18 says, Our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where He wants it. I thought I'd... Did I put that picture up there? No, I didn't. Sorry. Um... He has placed you where he wants you he has formed you he has purposed you he has allowed things to happen in your life and he wants to use everything about you everything that's happened to you he wants to use it all for his glory and to help people come to know him i totally believe it Uh, i had questions we might not have answers sometimes about god why did you let this happen to me why did you let this happen why did that happen in my life but god wants to cause all things to work together that we might know Him, that others might know Him, that we might put our faith and trust in Him. Our mission at CFC, our, our mission as a church, is to live and communicate the power of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's why we exist. We want to live it. We want to know His grace day by day. We want to live in relationship with Him and we want to communicate it through our lives and through the words that we say. Is that right? Fantastic. I hope so. I hope you're a part of that because if it's not your vision, it's not our church vision. If, if if it's not your mission, it's not our church's mission. <laughs> I wonder where and how are you living and communicating the power of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ? Where where are you living it? Where are you communicating it? I thought I'd find some pictures. Maybe it's on the tractor. Maybe it's on the four wheel motorbike. Maybe it's in school. Maybe it's in the hospital. Maybe it's down the street. Maybe it's at work. Where has God placed you to live and communicate the power of the gospel? That is God's plan for you. That is God's plan for his church, that we be Jesus in our city. That people might know the hope that we have in him. You know, uh, every month I put something in the newsletter and I sort of hope people read it. But sometimes I think, that was okay. Okay read this once. i think it's really good <laughs> i don't say that very often but i encourage you to read that it's a good reminder of what i'm saying now in verse 9 paul continues he says don't just pretend to love others really love them just don't read it now i can see a few people find in the newsletter I don't know. <laughs> hate what is wrong hold tightly to what is good love each other with genuine affection And take delight in honouring each other. I think if Paul bothers to say this, he knows it's a challenge. It's not just if we have challenges with each other. He says, when you have challenges with each other, keep loving each other. He he, he says, um, I didn't write them down. Uh, He talks about being about being patient. He talks about uh, how to treat those who are against you. He says to, to love your enemies, to care for them. He says, this is what it should be like among you. you. You are Jesus' church. You are his body. This is what it should be like among you. In other words, it's a challenge, but it's worth it because there is no other, no other movement like the church. There is no other thing like Jesus' church. When people get annoying, we're called to love them. When, when we get frustrated with one another, we're called to stay in unity, forgive one another. To, to speak kind words over someone who's speaking harsh words to us. Jesus said in John 13, verse 34 to 35, Love each other just as I have loved you. Jesus has loved us pretty significantly, hasn't he? You should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. When I read that Acts chapter 2 passage that talks about when the apostles devoted themselves to the the, the preaching the word and to fellowship and it says the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. I think people just saw the love between those people and said what is going on there? Why are they caring for each other? Those those people have nothing in common and yet they're coming together and getting along and having a blast and they're going out of there looking happy and like their lives have been changed. What is going on? I think God draws people when we be church. Matthew 11, verse 29 says, Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I'm humble and gentle at heart, and you will, you will find rest for your souls. I'll say it again. Why church? Why has God established his church? Why do we church? Why do we gather? Why do we assemble? Because we've been called to be a part of it. We've been called to, to know Jesus, to know his forgiveness. And if we know his forgiveness, we've been joined to his body. It's the greatest movement to ever exist on this planet. It's the only movement that will endure for eternity. It's not just a club, it's not just an organization. It is the body of Christ. Why church? Because Jesus gave everything for his church. We might look in a few weeks' time about the bride of Christ and what Jesus has done for his bride. That we could be set free that we could be made whole that we could be completely released from the power of sin and death have a look at romans chapter 6 if you need to remind yourself about some truths about that why church because jesus is lord because jesus is god because jesus is the one who died for our sin who rose again victorious and he's worthy of our worship This morning, we're going to continue listening to God in a different way, through a survey. And I mean that. You might be going, yeah, right, Andrew, we can't listen to God through a survey. I want to say, last time we did the survey, five years ago, I I was really challenged by God as I read through some of the questions. I thought, wow, I, I was convicted as I read some of those questions and thought, Lord, I'm sorry that I haven't done that. I felt stirred to do some of the things that it asked me about in that survey over this last five years. And I I think it's changed my life through doing that survey five years ago. I can honestly say that. So I'm going to ask if our stewards, whoever they are, thank you for organising that, whoever they were. (laughs) Thank you, Kim. And we're going to do a survey this morning. This morning, around Australia, in churches of every denomination, people are doing this survey. Actually, some people have done it some time ago. Some people did it last week. But it's really about helping us as the church around Australia get a snapshot of what the health of Jesus' church looks like right now. And as a local church here at CFC, we get answers back. There's no names attached to the survey. But uh, we get an indication of where... You feel like we are as a at a church that 's how how we're doing as being the church so this morning, I hope you've come prepared i I actually did it last night online you can if you if you prefer if you just can't stand holding paper anymore and you prefer to hold your phone you can log on to the website um, if you're a visitor this morning, please feel free to jump on and do it as well um, because this uh has some questions for you as well. If you do want to do it online, there's the link. Um, and I took about 14, uh, sorry, 13 minutes and 45 seconds to do this survey last night. I timed myself. I may have been racing, but you don't have to. <laughs> We're going to give you about 15, 16, 17 minutes to, to uh, do this survey now. And I, I really mean it. Have a pen and a paper beside you, and the questions that stir something in you that, that say, yes, that's what it means to be church, and I want to be more like that. Write it down. Let it become a goal for this next five years. And let's listen to Jesus, even as we answer these questions this morning. On the, on the front, or that separate single bit of paper, I'll just borrow that one, um, we also have an extra piece of paper um, as a church that we're just wanting you to fill out. Basically, if you're new to CFC and you'd love to have your name in the contacts book, that's going to be redone next year. Hayden and Simone uh, are working on that, they, they told me, <laughs> I don't think this week they will be, um, uh, it also asks about whether you'd like to be involved in a life group, and uh, it says by love, serve one another, it's got some different ways that we'd love to hear from you how you would like to serve at CSC next year, now those things are not all guaranteed that if you want to, you will, but we'd love to hear what you would like to do, and uh, You can help us out that way as we prepare for 2017. And maybe if we can just have some gentle background music, and I'll stop talking now.